0: to our precious Jesus today, who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. My Jesus. It's a I love thee in life, I will love thee in death, and I'll praise thee as long as thou lendest me breath, and say, when the death do, lies cold on my breath. If ever I love thee, if ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. How important is your soul to you? You think much about that? Dal Moody said, he said, if I can take a, a human being and keep them quiet for five minutes and let them think about their soul, about their eternal destiny. He said, I can bring them into salvation because most of us never think about that. When we do, most times it's too late. I will never forget in this city here in Miami. Just, I think about that every time I come here, I think. My friend Bill Sward had a little church here. And one day he said, uh, I want you to come pray for a man. I said, okay. Right here in this city, we drive up to this mansion. And uh, we ring the bell and the chime, whatever you call it, comes on. And a very beautiful young lady opens the door and welcomes us. A butler stood there, dressed in a spiffy, long black coat. I was quite amazed to see the beauty of that house. Important marble from Italy and all kinds of beautiful colors, red marble and this marble and a lot of money. So I'm thinking, you know, the husband of this woman, because I had been told by Baal Swad, so he said, this man has cancer. So we walk in, I'm thinking he's a young man because I see his wife who's a young lady. Instead, we walk into this massive room and on the couch laid this man, maybe in his seventies, I don't know, but a whole lot older than the young lady who opened the door and introduced herself as his wife. Well, he was all drugged, a bunch of stuff on him, you know, things in his arms. And there was a nurse taking care of this man over there. And the wife wanted me to pray for uh, the gentleman to be healed. And I leaned over and I said, Sir, do you know Jesus? And he was so drugged, that poor guy was so drugged, all he could say, I, he didn't really talk, he said, Ah, Sir, do you know Jesus? Are you saved? Ah, that's all he could do. I looked around and I thought to myself first, I thought, my goodness, all this money and it cannot save him. All this money means nothing now to him. He didn't even know I was there and I tried one more time I said do you know Jesus he was gone ah that's all I could do I didn't even pray for him I just laid hands and said Lord and here's what I said I said Lord reveal yourself to him that's what that man needed and I walked out I looked at Bill I said Bill my friend Bill Swart I said all the money in the world now cannot save that man He's got all this money and doesn't even know the Lord. And even if someone had come and to, to preach to him, he was already gone, drugged. He was on what, whatever they had given him. He was not there mentally. And how sad, you know, to, to, to be so rich, have all this money, but to be so poor spiritually. And I'm going to tell you one more time, the richest man without Jesus is poor. And the poorest man with Jesus is very rich. So when I talk to you about your soul, I think about that man. I think that man did not even think about it. Most likely, too busy thinking about money and how much money he would make. Never, I—I I don't know that for a fact, but I don't think that man thought much about his eternity. How many people are like that? Lots of them. Lots of people are like that. Well, I hope you're not one of them. But see, you're—you're you're, you're here tonight because you want a fresh touch from heaven. You're not here for any other reason. You just want to touch the Lord and for him to touch your life. It says as many as touched him were made whole. Let me tell you about this precious master we have. I've been in the ministry 40, almost 41 years now. I was telling Pastor Greg in the back. I said, you know, the word mercy in English is too weak. Because in Hebrew it says rahom ve hanun, gracious and merciful. And the word mercy is hanun. That's one of the deepest words in the Hebrew language. It's beyond what we understand as merciful. It simply means there's no limit to his reach, there's no limit to. His hand reaching and touching your life. You know what Corrie Boom used to say? She said, there isn't a pit so deep that Jesus is not deeper still. He's deeper than your pit. He can reach and touch you no matter where you are. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, you are there, Lord. Where shall I flee from thy spirit and presence? This wonderful Lord loves you so deeply. What did God say? I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Everlasting, think about how, how deeply he loves you people. Okay, you've slipped here, you've slipped there, but I'm here to tell you good news. What did he say to that woman? Who was caught in the very act neither do I condemn thee go and sin no more well he's the same yesterday today and forever he is still that precious Jesus who says to us neither do I condemn thee and those Pharisees were right those Pharisees were simply obeying the law of Moses because in the law it says if they commit adultery stone them, kill them But what did Jesus say? He that has no sin, come on, go for it. And they all walked away with shame. Why? You see, it's his love. It's his love. Think how loved you are. David said to the Lord, he said, You think more about me than there are stars in the heavens. You think more about me than there are sands upon the seashore. I don't think about myself like that, but he thinks about me all the time. So salvation. The greatest miracle is salvation. There is no greater miracle. And, and I do want to ask you that very important question again. Are you sure you're saved? Are you absolutely sure, without a doubt, in your heart that Jesus is your Messiah, your Redeemer. There are four foundations to salvation. If you don't have these four foundational facts in your life, you're not saved. That's simple. Salvation is not a feeling. Salvation is not something that you ignore. number one and it's all recorded in scripture Matthew 16 Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi in northern Israel and he asked his disciples a very powerful question whom do men say that I am amazingly he chose the right place to ask the question because Caesarea Philippi, if you go there today, there are images of idols on the mountains. It's a, it was a place of worshipping idols in Israel. It was the place of worshipping Baal. There are, there's, there are still uh, sketches of gods in the rock when you go and see that. And he would ask them that question. And he chose that place to ask the question. Whom do men say that I am? Well, Lord, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're one of the prophets. Whom do you say that I am? I think at that moment, all heaven stood still. All the angels in glory stood still. And Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord responds and says, Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee but my Father. When that took place, saints, four things happened. And these four things are vital to our salvation. Number one, Peter stood face to face with the living Messiah. You cannot be saved without that experience. You, you must come face to face with the Messiah. Peter that day was guaranteed... When God said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. He was guaranteed salvation at that moment. But what happened? He stood face to face with the living Messiah. You must meet him face to face. And the people said. And secondly, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you that this is the Messiah. Okay. Every religion has their own messiah. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal the real messiah. And thirdly, Peter acknowledged him. He said, thou art the Christ. You have to speak it out. You have to confess it with your mouth. And fourthly, you have to confess it publicly no shame I'm not ashamed of the gospel dear Paul wrote the apostle Paul now salvation is guaranteed when you have had these experiences with God and then you'll know his love and mercy and forgiveness no matter what pit no matter what place you've been in he is the ever present God in times of trouble ever present He's as close as the mention of his lovely name, Jesus. So, do you know him? If you don't, you can tonight. He says, Come on to me, I'll give you a rest. Every one of you, come on, bow your heads. Bow your head. He loves you. He will never condemn you, neither do I condemn thee, he said to the woman. There is therefore now no condemnation to us believers who are in Christ Jesus come to Him today and find how loving and merciful He truly is. If you do not know Him, you can right now. If you've never met Him, you can right now. Come give Him your heart. You've made such a big mess of your life. You've tried to make it right and live righteously. You've tried to be good, impossible. The flesh doesn't have that ability. Only Jesus can give you that peace, that passeth all understanding. Life without Him is empty. It has no meaning. Only with Jesus is there meaning to life. If you want the greatest miracle, salvation. Right now, lift your hands up high. I want to see it. Yeah. If you've never given your life to Jesus, never had that experience, and you want to know that reality right now, many of you have lifted your hands. Those that lifted your hands, I want you to stand and come forward right now. Come on, stand up, get up out of your seats and come and stand here at the altar. There's no such thing as private confession You have to accept him publicly. To repeat after me out loud and clearly, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus. I, believe I believe you are the Son of God, and I believe you came to this earth, to this earth. and lived the perfect life. And I believe you died for me on the cross. And I believe you shed your precious blood for me. Come into my heart, Lord. Save my soul. Right now I surrender. All I have, all I am, I give to you, Lord. Wash me with your blood, blood. sanctify my life, life. and now I confess, confess. Jesus Christ Christ. is my Savior, my My Redeemer, my My Lord Lord. forever. Forever. I no longer belong to Satan, I no longer belong to to this world. I no longer belong to myself, I belong to Jesus. God Almighty is my Heavenly Father, Jesus my Savior, the Holy Spirit my Comforter. I'm His forever, and I am born again, Amen. Blessed Lord, let them know by your spirit. Let them know by your spirit they have passed from death to life. Yes. From bondage to liberty. From darkness to light. For your glory and honor granted. In your precious name. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Give them that mighty power to live the Christian life. In Jesus' precious name amen somebody say amen before you go to your seats i want you to look at someone and simply look at their eyes and say i've just been gloriously saved come on tell them bless your heart dear the lord loves you you know yeah let's give the lord a mighty hand of praise please
1: If you prayed with Pastor Benny to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, please visit the ministry website and request a free copy of his booklet, The Greatest Miracle. This gift from Pastor Benny will show you how to begin living the Christian life by reading the Bible, spending time in prayer, and finding a good church in your area. Request your copy online today, and may God richly bless you. I pray the Lord is blessing
0: you richly today. I really mean it. I want to talk to you today about what the Bible has to say about giving to the Lord and why we give. I told you one time, and I'll tell you again, we give because we love Him first of all. That's the real reason why we give. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read from verse 1 right through verse 6. Paul the Apostle was raising an offering for the church in Jerusalem because of the famine that they were going through and the troubles they were having financially. And he was saying to the church in Corinth, present-day Greece, for as touching the ministering to the saints, it is not necessary, the King James says superfluous, it's not necessary for me to write to you because I know the forwardness or the readiness of your mind for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia, the ancient name of Greece, was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, you may be ready. Lest happily, if they of Macedonia come with me, we find and find you unprepared. We, that we say not you, should be ashamed in the same competence of boasting. Meaning that we told the people of Macedonia that you're ready to give as they gave, which he talked about in 2 Corinthians 8. And if we came and you're not ready, we, we would be ashamed. Therefore, verse 5 says, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. That's what he calls the offering, your bounty. Whereof he had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. So we give because God has blessed us, not because of greed. This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now that's the law of God clearly given here. That we are to give because there are people in need out there. Today there's great needs out there for salvation, great needs for deliverance, great needs for peace of mind and so much more. And that's why we're on TV today to show you the power of God and you listening to the word of God because that is blessing you. But now it's time that we be a blessing to someone else. And why? For the gospel. Paul the apostle in that same chapter in verse 13 says, while by the experiment of this ministration, They glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and and of your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. So why is he asking the church in Corinth to give the gospel? Simple. It shows our obedience. It shows our subjection to the gospel and it proves Allah for the Lord. And today, I know you're watching this because you do love the Lord and you do love his gospel. And for that today, I'm asking you to show it by your giving to the Lord's work. And God promised that when we sow, we reap. And Paul finishes in this verse by saying, if we sow little, we'll receive little. If we sow much, we'll receive much. Do it today. Trust God to meet your needs. For remember what the Lord Jesus said to us, if God takes care of the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, will he not take care of us? He always does.
1: Thanks. Hello, Benny, my dear friend. It's Bill Prankert. Yes, I'm in Arctic Russia again. Oh, what an experience. <laughs> I wish you had been with me. I've been living with these people in their tent. I've been traveling with them on reindeer sleighs across the tundra, and it's been amazing. Do you know what this this family here they're saved they're filled with the Holy Ghost they're flowing in what all God is doing and they're excited about Jesus just like people throughout the rest of the world and I wish you could have been here the other night Benny because uh, I sat here and the father of this family said thank you so much thank you for coming we didn't have any hope we didn't have the gospel we didn't have any Bibles we didn't have any material before you came and he said thank you for sending workers we are workers that we send out here we support monthly they come out here and minister to these people and uh, we've been mentoring them. We set up DVD churches. We give them a DVD player, a generator that they can use and uh, also sets of DVD teaching in their language. And they're watching it and they're being mentored. You'll love this. The other night uh, they realized that several of them in this family were sick and needed healing. Some had injured themselves and there's no medical help out here. So we prayed for, for one person, they got healed. But then I told them they could do this. And so they laid hands on the sick. It was amazing, Benny, to see this, that some of the young men in this tent were laying hands on the other members of their family and they got healed. And I said, you got to take this healing message across Russia. Let me tell you something. I just want to thank you. You and your partners have helped us. You've really poured into us. You've made it possible for us to do many of the things we've been doing in the North. You came once to Arctic Canada, and I just want to say, Bless you. You've encouraged me as a friend, you poured into our ministry, and I want your partners to know that you are making a difference. Let me tell you, if these people are being reached through you and your ministry, then the whole world is being reached. And it's important. Jesus said he wouldn't return till the gospel goes to the ends of the earth. And guess what? Because of you and your partners and what we're doing in this ministry, the gospel is absolutely going to the ends of the earth. So I just want to say God bless you. Hope to see you soon.